Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Romanian Football Hub. Uh, I'm here with Horia, and Hello. I'm Philip, of course, as you know. Um, and today we want to discuss the start of the new season that's um, just gone underway uh, for most leagues. And uh, actually, yeah, most leagues. And first off, we should discuss uh, maybe the international pre-list uh, selected by Mirel Rodoy. Uh, for the September matches. What do you think, um, Horia? Yeah, um, I've seen it. Um, obviously, it's it's the pre-list, so it may not matter in the end when it comes to the whole the whole squad that we're going to line out. But uh, there are some interesting names there, to be uh, rightfully honest. Obviously, as, as there always are when, when it comes to the pre-list, because you, you've got... Uh, players that don't usually make the cut and they are on the fringes of the national team. Um, so, you know, you have players like Donin Rotariu, uh, Florin Andone, you have, uh, who else is there? I think, uh, yeah, Ratsu, who's, uh, who's at DNT for the first yeah. time. So, I think Ratsu can actually help us as a backup to Sorescu personally. Um, so that's interesting. Um, but uh, I would also add Dragos Nedelku uh, and Marius Marin is good to have two different defensive midfield options now because before that was an area of problem for us we didn't have many options there yeah um, yeah. so it's good to have growing solutions there and even Nedelku now plays uh, center back often so that's another area we can always use options so you know I don't expect him to be you know a regular player but uh as a backup, you know, maybe. Yeah. And um, what else? I guess we can also discuss uh, the inclusion of Denis Dragush. And it's very nice to see him, I think, back in the national team after like three, two or three years now. Uh, I think yeah. he played against Serbia two games. Yeah, three yeah. years. Three years, <laughs> three years. It's incredible. And because he had a long time with uh, Standard and Crotone on loan last season where he just didn't get many chances and, and was struggling, I think, mentally as well. But uh, now he's had the birth of his uh, baby daughter and I think he's taking the ser- season more seriously. Um, the coach is willing to work with him and we've already seen the results like the last two games already. He's in good form. He scored a, a, a goal and he assisted very nicely this weekend uh, in their win with a nice turn and uh, through ball. So that yeah. was quite nice to see. So yeah, I, if he I, can, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's nice to have uh, options in attack now because we we struggled, especially in the striker position. So, um, and of course, Andone returning to training and and hopefully getting some minutes soon would be very good as well. Yeah, uh, we have <laughs> we have a very complicated situation when it comes to attackers uh, because you have a very limited number of them uh, because you have players like Andre Ivan who have been called up for the friendlies in, in the summer against England and Georgia and now he's injured. You have Coleman that is a bit of form as, as we all know he's had, he's had quite, a, quite a rough 2021 let's say. Um, also Andone is injured. Uh, Pushkash hasn't had the greatest of times due to injury and uh, lack of playing time at Reading, and, and yeah, he's he's kind of become the second fiddle there behind Joao. 
was very good uh, for them last season. He scored a lot of goals, but uh, Pushkash is struggling now. But not only because of, you know, not playing for so long, but even the fact that when he did play, he was starter, I think, against uh, Swansea. Yeah. And he didn't get, like, he barely received the ball, you know? Yeah, and sometimes yeah. it's also because of his own movement. But I think in that game, especially, it was very, they barely could hold the ball. You know, yeah. it was always in their half. So, so of course, he's not going to get opportunities really to score in that situation. Yeah, the thing is, he is a striker. Um, not, I'm not saying that he has a tendency of disappearing, but he, he sometimes drops too deep. Uh, and be, be, obviously, he has a very good hold-up play that, you know, goes unappreciated a lot of times. But uh, sometimes maybe he drops too deep. And that limits him to a very, to very few chances in the game, and maybe that's what really hindered him during the season with Reading. Also, because in the first season yeah. he wasn't he wasn't bad. He was scoring hat tricks in the championship, which is obviously decent to do. So, yeah, and I feel he's also pretty decent in the air. So, like he could, you know, a long ball to him wouldn't be out of the question if if, if the situation is that dire in a match like that, right? Yeah. So he should he should be making those runs into space for the for the long ball, or or you know if it if it's that dire that they can't create anything. Yeah. Something you know just yeah. In a way, he reminds me of Tammy Abraham in the way that they're both traditional number nines poachers, uh, tall, uh, decent link up play, but uh, they get slaughtered for not being up to speed with the modern game. Let's say so. That's what Pushkin yeah. really is, but he's actually stronger than Tammy. Yeah. Yeah, physically he's actually a beast. Like he is, he's very well developed. Uh, he's got a good header, and I, we know he's capable. So I don't know even if I would say Reading is the best place for him either. But of course, he also has to improve and and work on the things that you mentioned. So we'll see. It is uh, third season now Reading, so he needs to step up. Maybe he can be the difference, you know, because Reading had a very good uh, first half of the season. They were like top of the league in November and then they finished seventh just outside the playoffs. Maybe with Pushkaj, the story could have been different. Maybe they would have got they would have gotten the playoffs and maybe from there, who knows? Maybe they would have got the Prem. But yeah, they maybe- just missed out. They just missed out on the, that opportunity. But anyways, uh, looking now towards uh I think as you mentioned, Ratio, he got a transfer to uh Conferadina. I mean sorry, not Conferadina to Huesca. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's in the same league actually as uh, Pushkanu's Ponferradina, yep. which is the second division of Spain. And uh, it will be nice to see them play against each other, and hopefully both challenging for promotion. I think Huesca has a very good chance. Yeah, uh, Ponferradina is going to be much more difficult, but you know they we'll did see. Well last season, actually, Ponferradina, from what I saw, and they they, had- were, they just missed out on the spot for. Mm. Promotion playoff. Yeah, and they started the, yeah. and they started the season decently. I saw that uh, they won a they won a friendly tournament. You saw that picture with uh, Pashkan and the the huge trophy. Yeah, um, although he didn't play in the first game much, so I was concerned. Like one minute, I think. Um, but maybe just because he's returning now. Um, yeah, he was coming. He was coming back from the Olympics. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's another concern I have because 
Pashkanu was not selected by Radoy, um, not even in the free list, and neither was Budescu. So I was confused why they weren't even called in the free list. With Pashkanu, uh, maybe disappointed that because he's not it's there. yeah. With Budescu, well, I, I mean, we have I mean, it's players. possible that I think they can still call players that were not in the pre-list. It's just like depending probably on uh, another player being injured most likely or something like that, which is not good either. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't look likely that he'll be there until at least October. And Budescu, the same thing. Budescu, I don't care. Like I know he's playing in Saudi Arabia, but the guy is still like he was in a good level. Like he lost his belly, I saw, and he seemed to be assisting quite a bit. And, and, I think he could still help a national team like ours right now in, in a dire situation, you know, yeah. uh, especially his free kicks and his vision, um, especially if Ali Bek is starter as the striker. So that was a weird drop for me, but um, we'll see. Um, I think we'll be fine without him. I think we have enough wingers. I think we, we have enough midfielders. I think uh, if, if, if you look at our league, I think... Uh, you have enough quality there to to replace Budesk. We have, uh, have even, yeah, you even have Morusan and Dolaru, like at least they're younger than him, so they they deserve maybe a chance instead of him. Uh, yeah, and also I don't know have, if Olaru. I don't know have, if Olaru is gonna get called though. We'll see. I, I, I hope I, he does. He, he was called in the summer. I think. Last month. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I hope he does because he's a hard worker. Him, I like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there is enough quality in that midfield for Budescu to be replaced. Like we have Chikildo, who just Chopin. got his transfer to Galata, yeah. Stanchu, uh, Maxim Tanase, uh, Marin as well. Like there is, there is yeah, there is a lot. You're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, I guess Pashkano then otherwise is the biggest surprise for now that is missing. Um, and Kesheru, I mean, I don't know why he's still there because he's not even playing for Ludo Goretz anymore. He's just in the second team. With He had some arguments, I think, with the uh, coach or something. And uh, I don't know I don't know what to do about that, but I think hopefully he'll be cut and Dragush will be there, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw uh, the, the Kesheru situation. I, I don't really understand it to be... To be rightfully honest, um, yeah, I, I I'm not sure exactly the details, but I know he had an argument with the the coach. I think it was. Yeah, yeah but still, it's it's a it's a bit it's a bit uh, pitiful for a club legend as such such as Kishero to be treated so badly by the by the club. So. Yeah, it's very odd. You know, he's the top goal scorer in, in the club history. Yeah. So Romanians do, do Roman, Romanians are usually good for Ludogorets, as we saw is Moti yeah. for him. Moti, even Grigore in moments, you know. Um, but Moti is also a legend. Moti has a stand Moti. named after him. A Moti, a Moti. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but I know, I know. Uh, anyways, I guess back to uh, so the national team will see who is gonna make it in the coming weeks. But um, 
I think we should move on now actually to the transfers, like you were saying. Chicaldo. Yeah. What do you think about his move to Galatasaray? Honestly, uh, I'm kind of gutted uh, because uh, we've, uh, as a Krava fan, we've lost a very good player. But at the same time, I think the transfer came just at the right time. I think, um, you know, when he left, obviously we we had a we were having a plan. Now we don't really know anymore. We had uh, Uzunidis as a coach, and Uzunidis used to play Chikaldo as a number ten. And Chikaldo for us really struggled there for form a bit. I think he was a bit too high up. I think it wasn't his best role. I think he would have benefited more from being moved in front of the defense along with Nistor and maybe have a number 10 in front of him. So obviously so he kind of struggled in the last few months, but obviously he was a very good asset to have as I think he was the best player in the league by the time he left. Uh, yeah. I think he really wanted to leave. And I think you can tell that by the way his performances were in the end. Uh, he really was easy. Go, I wouldn't I really put it down to him wanting to leave. Obviously, obviously he wanted to leave. I think, but I don't. I don't think he was unprofessional or anything. I just think that the role didn't suit him in in some ways because he had games where he'd score, but just because he was a good player, not because the the system suited him. I think there's only. I think I've only seen him score like twice where he'd actually been where he was actually held by the system and both of them were against FCSB like I think I'm you might know the goals it was in the playoffs this this year so, yeah, yeah yeah no you're you're not wrong I was just thinking that he might have really wanted to finally move and not stagnate but um, yeah I think the same thing's happening right now at uh, Galatasaray he actually today had a good game on his debut yeah, he scored from the spot after giving a nice pass mm-hmm. uh, and the other player was taken down. And he created the two key passes. He won most of his duels and he was, I think, the man of the match. So that's wow, a nice way to start. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's some way to make your debut. I didn't know that. Yeah, exactly. It's a league debut. So quite nice. And um, the only thing is... Uh, I saw some Galatasaray fans were not happy exactly with him. Most of them were, but some was saying that he they expected a playmaker, a number 10. But he was playing uh, more box-to-box in this game, defending uh, and stuff. So, the, the disappointment. Well, <laughs> like, come on, man. He had a great game for his, you know, his debut. So I understand his main role is box-to-box, and there's nothing wrong with that anyway. But uh, some games he's also capable to play as... Uh, you know, classic ten. So, um, and that's up to Tarim to figure out how he fits in the team in the best way. You know, uh, but I don't see the problem with him being box to box. You know, Galatasaray has a lot of fans. Uh, some there is a high chance one of them at least may tro- talk trash. So, uh, he, he he shouldn't be bothered. He had a good game and he scored. Yeah. most importantly, no one can ask much more of of anyone in that situation. He was a little nervous, maybe in some moments, because it's his debut. You know, it's a huge club and a huge move, uh, and he he did well on his debut, regardless of that. Yeah. So especially the pressure of taking a penalty after mm-hmm. the last penalty was missed. Oh my! I mean, yeah. that's that takes some nerve. Huge pressure on him. Uh, also, <laughs> also because of his of the fans. Uh, I don't know if you saw his his socials absolutely 
boomed. Oh, like, so he knows that he can already tell that. Uh, yeah. What his every move, his every move is being watched. So that's a good sign that uh, he's still succeeding regardless of that. So yeah. hopefully his form continues and and he finds his place well there, uh, regardless of whether he's playing more as box to box or playmaker. It doesn't matter. I think he he will do well. He needs to find his feet first to settle yeah. in the country because Turkey is no easy place to live in. So. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> But hopefully he can have the same impact Maxime has had at, uh, at Gaziantep before. And then, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 true. We'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy he went to Galatasaray because, you know, in the last few years, we've had Romanian players in the Turkish league, but only at small clubs. Not at Galata, Besiktas, Fenerbahce. Yeah. So not many. And the ones that did, they like Latovlevich uh, failed, uh, Stanku kind of. He did better in Genklerbili um, than Galatasaray. And yeah, it's been mostly difficult times. And Andorne got injured right away. So like things like that is, doesn't help us. But I think I have a good feeling with Chicaldo. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. Um, who else? I mean, we can discuss Ratsius transfer to Huesca after so long at Villarreal. Um, it's nice to see him move because he can get some real game time now. Yeah. And uh, he was actually, when they won the Europa League, he was there with the medal and everything. It was funny. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though he didn't play, I think, any minutes in the Europa League, the ironic thing is the season before that, he did actually play in the quarterfinal. And uh, they didn't win it that year, but still, that was kind of funny to think about. Um, <clears throat> but now he has a chance to really play a lot. So, yeah, and hopefully he can end up in La Liga next season. That would be amazing for him. Um, also, as well. and, I yeah. wanted to point out another inclusion that I didn't expect. Mitrita is back in at, at, for the moment, at least. Uh, in the national team, he oh, yeah. he's in the list. Uh, I was very surprised to see that. I'm still very surprised to see him in Saudi I Arabia. Think, yeah, I'm hoping he'll come back to uh, Craiova. Me too. Um, they have to make a deal with New York City FC for that to happen, I think. Yeah, that's that's And not actually. Yeah, to go there. But we got some nice money from Chicaldo and Ofosu even. Well... 150k for a Fosu, but still, um, at least Dragomir or uh, Choban would be nice signings for Krajov in midfield, I think. And uh, yeah, but uh, Morutsan failed to go to Galatasaray. What do you think about that? Morut, oh, because oh of Gigi. <laughs> oh my god, no, it's never happening. Let's be honest, Morutsan, with even without Gigi, he's not good enough to play for. Galatasaray, not and not for 10 million, never. Like, I, I, I don't understand that. Like, he's he has potential, but he's not like he's so overhyped in the Romanian media. It's, it's actually unbelievable. Um, obviously, he scored that goal against Krajova a couple of weeks ago. That still, you know, it's it's still in people's memory. But I watched him last night in the last 10 minutes against Rapid. And they were one nil down in the in the 
last few minutes. And like, so it was like the 93rd minute. And I saw, I, I was, I saw Morotan trying to shoot from like 30 yards out and the ball wouldn't even reach the goal. And I was like, what, what are you doing? Why are you shooting from there? What, what, why don't you pass the ball and cross it into the box? Like, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand that. I don't know, but uh, I think he's also pissed off with the Gigi. And I get that it's a lot of pressure to deal with that, but like uh, he needs to improve his game, his consistency, um, because he has a lot of talent, dribbling and, and his vision. Like no, he does have this, skill. It's just there's stuff that he can't improve. You know, he's he's okay. His general game, he he can improve his decision making, like yeah, comp- like. And that will come through yeah. time, but he needs to have good people around him to like tell him a few things and make him realize the position that he's in. Because uh, look, if you if you have a look at the Fetches the Best Squad, they have a lot of young talent that are also quite problematic, I'd say, and because they don't benefit from people around them no to actually tell yeah. them that they're wrong, you know. Yeah, no mentoring, which is... Gigi thinks he can just make a team full of wonder kids and, and then foreigners that he keeps for one game and then ends their contract. And he thinks that's going to be successful. And, and a coach from, like, third division who just does what he says. You know what I mean? It's not logical. Like, Gigi is destroying this team and, and all its potential careers of these young players. So he's destroying our football, really. Literally one man is fucking destroying our football. I can say that. Confidently, yeah, but no, it's 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 actually uh, Morutsan's background is not helpful either because if you look uh, if you look into detail, you'll see that his parents are actually in Germany working there. Like he has nobody that actually cares about him. He doesn't have his family around, and he can't bring them here uh, yet. So that's obviously a reason why maybe his off-field behavior is, you know, is is has room for improvement let's say uh, because you know if there was some controversy with him buying an expensive car and then moving out of the of the training base to a very rich neighborhood in in Bucharest which also sparked uh, some fury among the GG Palace let's say but still I think he, he needs some good people around him to grow a bit more no, no, you're right. Uh, I think that's a good point. Uh, mentality is very important and uh, it affects his decision-making in the future, His uh, a lot of things. So hopefully, um, but that's the problem. He's stuck at this club for who knows how much longer. Uh, I mean, how long is his contract really left? Two years, I, I think? Uh, I think 23. I'm not sure exactly. But he, he cannot still, just run he out He still of has contract. to grow a lot. He still has to grow a lot. Oh, and he can't do it there very much, I think. I think he has to move somewhere that is not too huge risk, like for somewhere he can grow a mid-tape, like, I don't know, Serie B or, I don't know, like a mid-league, you know. He's going to be tough for him to find a trust. move. But it's, it's not possible because Gigi asked for too much, so. Ah, it's very, very sad situation. I hope it's not another Coman situation because I'm tired of these wasted, wasted talents, you know, and, and seeing another wasted generation. But I, I'm hoping it's not going to be the same. Coman still has time, to be fair. So we shouldn't be 
we shouldn't uh, put him uh, uh, you know let's say a tag on him that he's not good enough or because he's failed because it's not true not yet at least so yeah but yeah. they they need they need they people need. they need people that to they need people to take care of them because they're too young to know that yeah and Fitchisipe is like the worst place for that unfortunately well very not good place because like you said there's not many mentor not many mentor types at that club there's not uh, you need experienced players to to be there for you like at Chefera maybe would be better but I don't know yeah look at Petrila uh, yeah because he has Dejak around him Camora yeah uh, I don't know he has lots of older Burka like older players that, that can teach them something unless he gets injured I think Petrila has the a, a, an incredible base to succeed you know an incredible platform and so did uh, Mihaila at uh, Craiova because they they yeah. both have they both have some very good teammates they have coaches to learn from they have experience in fighting for titles uh they have good families that raise them um they have decent salaries and unless so if they stay fit they can be huge players for us both of them yeah the mentality is there also but I think the problem with Petrilo is he has great decision making, he's fast and all that, but he um like he's very talented, but he needs to be able to play 90 minutes more often. Like I think his stamina uh, is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I see. Uh, to go abroad is gonna be more intensity. So if he wants to be able to play regularly, he has to work on his stamina. But something that he that is something he can improve, I think. You know, he's still young, so it's something he can improve. I think he he's actually his uh, quickness is may actually be too dangerous for him. That's why he's he's runs out of stamina early because you know he yeah. <laughs> same, you same, know same for Mihaila. Yeah, they they kind of rem- remind me of Pulisic because he also has because uh, yeah he also has fitness problems and but he's still a top player and yeah. You know what you're right. I, it, it's. It's something to work on, but it's not like if he's talented enough, he should he should make it. I think, and yeah. uh, makes the right decisions, of course. Yeah, and he has some top pros around him, like Dak, Kamora. They they will uh, you know they will be buddies with him and take take him to the gym. Oh, hey Petila, do you want to to have some cardio sessions to improve our stamina? And, and then he's gonna feel embarrassed to reject them, so he's gonna do some more cardios. <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah and they know what they're doing too they they know by suggesting that you know what's something that he needs to improve and they're trying to help him right so yeah without even having to say it sometimes maybe like you're saying that's exactly a good point um yeah but i think petrila petrila and um soresco are the two best young players in the league uh, in my opinion right now yeah, and choban yeah, yeah. as well these three they have to move within the next two seasons, ideally next season. And mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I hope to see them continue uh, improving. Yeah. Because yeah. I think they have quite nice, uh, like you said, men- people around them, uh, good mentality, you know, and as well talent, obviously. 
Sorescu so, is, is, is definitely, definitely isn't in the best place right now. I but. should I should say, yeah, more Chobanu and Petrilo, but Sorescu is in a sinking ship, kind of. Uh, he disaster. has a lot of responsibility on his. But the shoulders. fact that he's still doing so well, I think it's like, yeah, he's he's definitely getting the attention of some clubs. I don't know why none of them have met the one point two or whatever it is one million price tag because he's definitely worth it. You know, I don't understand that. But then we have teams offering, what, six million for Morutsan, you know? It's strange. Yeah, it is a bit. I'm not I mean, maybe right. because he's a right back, but still, I mean, uh, that's... He can play ver- in, as winger and as right back, so... Yeah, yeah. I don't I I would like to see him move uh, ideally this season. I don't want to see him another year at Dinamo. It's kind of painful. Yeah, but it's going to be even okay, more, even worse for Dinamo. So, yeah, sure, but at least they'll have money and not die. Uh-huh, yeah. Maybe they buy some bargains with that money. Yeah, but from a sporting point of view, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, I'm sure. But they're desperate. I think we'll see. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, I, we I'm should. Just... I think uh, uh, about the start of the season, we should also point out Rapid's form. Because it's been oh, almost, of course, yeah, almost title-winning form. Yeah, it's it's uh, quite uh, quite interesting. Uh, they are in second place, really, uh, behind. They have no goals conceded Yeah, wow. it's impressive. Even for a yeah, even for a new pro- newly promoted side, they're it's, they're doing incredible. Yeah, against the, and they played some sides that you know that can score like you know Fetchesebe, Faru, yeah, uh, even Kindia is is capable team now uh, these days. Uh, Arjesh, who um, you know they beat Shep Sepsi, so you know that they're not terrible. Mioven is the only one you know. Okay, <laughs> whatever, but still, um, it's impressive. They're right behind Chefere in the league, and all of our European qualified teams except for Chefere all struggled in the last couple of rounds I think suffered some embarrassing defeats so <laughs> it's kind of shows you why we have why do we have these teams representing us in Europe if they're already you know struggling at home so it's an inconsistency of and and management problems as well so yeah yeah some things that we need to resolve if we want to challenge again in the future for European competitions. But yeah, uh, yeah this Moldovan um, in net for Rapid, he used to play in the second division of Spain, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, I, their, keep, he's yeah. their keeper. I think it was actually Ponferradina, the same team as Pushkan. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that they have him now and he's in the top tier. So showing him his talents. So um, yeah, and also Rapid have a lot of interesting young players. Um, you know, Sheffer and Ilie, Ponoyu. Yeah, Ponoyu uh, is the guy that passed the, very smart. the exam yeah, with 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah, yeah. And on all in every, in everything, that's crazy, you know, while you're doing football. Uh, and even, I, that reminds me, Dragushin also did well. Not 10 out of 10, but he did well. He so. did extremely well for a guy that lives in Italy. Yeah. Yeah, so it's quite impressive, you know, to see these kids that have good mentalities and, and people around them that care. So that gives me hope. These kind of kids, I hope 
they don't get injured or anything and everything goes well for them. But I'm still hoping that the problematic ones like, you know, Coleman Morutsan figure it out, you know. Um, and unfortunately with Fetch Sebe, you know, maybe not all players. I don't want to say it's all of them, but it's going to be tough for a lot of them so long as Gigi is in charge. And unfortunately for us, I think Gigi is going to be in charge for still some time. So I think probably until the day he passes away, realistically. Because that's just how I don't see him selling the club, you know. Yeah. But uh, I hope, I hope it's sooner. Honestly. Yeah. You know, not to say I wish anything bad, but <laughs> like I really hope the situation is resolved with Stau. I also, and uh, that whole identity crisis is, is a problem for our league. Yeah, it's and, ruining. Uh, it's ruining the. Uh, it's dividing the fan base. It's it's yeah. It's hard to have any stability in a league like that, you know. When you have problems with owners who do crazy things with identity, with the fans, um, you know, with young players being affected by all this, it's it's very difficult. So, but the good positive things that we are seeing are teams like Rapid coming back and showing that they're capable of fighting. So that's good and bad things are happening, and hopefully soon. More bad things than good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's all I have to say, I guess, for this start of the season. Yeah. And also hope that Chefere makes the Europa League against the Red Star. Hopefully they win, but uh, difficult without Burka. And they'll need to play Petrila this time. He absolutely needs to play. Oh, he and, got in, I think yeah. he got injured in the last game. I hope it's not too serious, though. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I, I hope it's not serious. Yeah, I haven't seen the I update. It was, maybe it was precautionary. Probably. Um, and, yeah, that's... I think that's it, right? Unless you have anything else you want to add, Horia? Uh, no, obviously. Hope Chefere goes through. Uh, we'll see them. We'll see them this week, the first leg. And then, yeah, uh, hopefully we see fan, more fans in the stadium. So now that they're all, all, almost open at full capacity, uh, because fans are really important for how games pan out, uh, as we've seen in the weekend with the referee at uh, Rapid against HSB and uh, the referee in Utah against Kareva. Um, the pressure from the fans piled on and they made some decisions that were questioned in the media afterwards, obviously. Uh, it matters to be there, so hope we see a lot more in the stadiums because it's important for our football. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's very important for us to have um, to keep growing. And uh, that said, I think the league itself has improved slightly over the last season. Um, because, you know, teams like Rapid being back and, and that's important for us. And uh, I think we'll see it improve in the next five years, I hope. Yeah, hope. Yeah, they will eventually because yeah. all, all these clubs that have supporters now have a project to rely on. You have Utah, Farul, Rapid all have fans and they're all well so long as Dinamo is, is saved from their issues, that can also help. Oh. And also, it would be fantastic to have just even one or two foreign investors, serious ones, not like the Cortacero, uh, in a club that, that needs it, you know? Like, that could help a lot. Like, 
Rotaru at Craiova does not have a real interest. You know, he says all these things, but he's leaving in the next two years, if not sooner. So he said that someone he said that he may leave before 2023. Yes, I I hope so because I think having well, the problem is who to replace him, right? But if you have a decent foreign investor that realizes the the market that Craiova has, you know, it's one of the bigger cities in Romania. One passionate fans, history, um, and, you know, already a decent squad to work with and facilities, of course, and beautiful stadiums. So it has a lot of positives to a foreign investor that, you know, in theory, um, that could, you know, push for European games if, if they just made the right decisions and invested the money correctly in, in players, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, but... Uh, I think we should give, give Rege Kampf time and, and hopefully see a couple of players coming in like uh, Drago made, maybe could help. Maybe um, Mitrica. <laughs> Mitrica would be a huge difference, I think. And yeah, like it, yeah, a team like that could potentially push for Europe for real this time and not make a laughing stock again. I mean, Mitrica needs, his, needs this move. I think he's actually... I was looking through his Insta like uh, a couple of hours ago, and from his photos, he seemed very. He misses home, I think. Yeah, he seemed very sad. I'm actually very. I feel actually very sorry for him. It it must have been yeah. tough for him this last year or so. For sure, think about it. He he went to uh, two completely foreign countries, and at first it's interesting, but he has a baby daughter now. He has a wife, and he misses home. You know where people love him, where he's used to the life. And, you know, living in Saudi Arabia without offense to any of them, it's a completely different lifestyle. So I don't think he would be very happy there. You know, he doesn't have his family around. It's not like Italy where you're closer and, and it's similar to your culture and you no. can visit family. Yeah, that's what I mean too. Yeah, he also family. His whole family in Craiova, I think. And he, that's yeah. why he, I think that's why he never oh, adapted. Oh, yeah, right. his the, wife is staying there, right? His, yeah. his mom, dad, sister, brother, uh, Whatever, but uh, mm-hmm. he, that's why he struggled in Italy as well because I didn't, I don't, he, he didn't have his family around, and he seems yeah. lonely right now. Lonely and earning one million dollars dollars a year, so you know. Yeah, he just wants, I think, to get the bag and and get out after, <laughs> and you know, be secure after, and then you that's can actually enjoy with your family. That's actually a pity because he was doing, he was actually doing well in New York. I remember. Uh, yeah, the second season was better. He was one of the top scorers, actually. And uh, yeah, I think he was doing very well. And then he went to Saudi Arabia. And, and it's sad because I, I feel like he's actually a very good footballer. Like, a decent, that can do a job to a decent level. Well, we least. saw that he, he can do that because he scored against Norway. We know that that was a very nice goal. And he's capable of these things. He's able to cut past players very easily because of his stature and his control. Mm-hmm. His first touch is nice, all that. And um, he has a good, powerful shot for, you know, for his size. I hope he resolves these issues because he still yeah. has time for a move. And I think he can still, you know, go to a decent level, let's say, because there is a very good footballer down here and it, it would be a big shame to, to lose him to such issues, you know. Yeah, for sure. We'll we'll have to see what yeah. happens. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I think that's all for now. So uh, uh, I guess it was nice talking to you, Horia. And yeah, yeah. Uh, see yeah. you guys all next time. Punadata uh, Vitoire. This is Philippe. This is Horia. And yeah, and see you. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.